You are listening to the High Energy Nutrition Podcast. You are in the right place if you want to upgrade your metabolic health, get rid of feelings of chronic fatigue, low motivation, hypothyroidism, which are all signs for a low metabolic rate. We at High Energy Nutrition are pioneering health education programs for improving metabolic health and restoring energy levels throughout the day. 88% of Americans are not metabolically healthy and we need to change that. Hello and welcome to High Energy Nutrition. My name is Tim and in this episode, beautifully, we're going to talk about neurogenesis, how your brain grows new neurons. So since a few years, we know that neurogenesis, so the process of generating functional neurons, does not stop once you are mature. Adult neurogenesis is very, very real. One of the places it is hypothesized significant neurogenesis occurs during adulthood is in the hippocampus. And this beautiful part of our brain is especially responsible for declarative memories. But not only does your memory and overall neural net grow and develop throughout your life, brain cell regeneration and plasticity, especially from newly generated neurons, are playing a great role in memory formation during sleep. So the amount of plasticity, the amount of flexibility in brain cell regeneration and neurogenesis in combination with sleep basically will determine how well you can remember stuff, learn things, be just on the edge, be smart, be quick with it. And it's very, very important to talk about that because you can influence these factors nutritionally and also with movement. So reasons enough to look at nutrition for neurogenesis and it's going to be very, very interesting. So let's start off with resveratrol. You probably have heard of that uh, term before. It's basically a polyphenol acting as an antioxidant. Um, resveratrol can be found in things like grape seeds and also red wine to a degree. And it most likely protects your body against cellular damage because it induces an antioxidative pathway in the body, which by the way all polyphenols do. But that doesn't mean polyphenols are necessarily very, very healthy for you. There's a large debate about that. Um, but that's for another topic, basically, another podcast, another whatever episode, blog post. Um, the only thing I want to say is that with all plant chemicals, and polyphenols are plant chemicals, you have to understand that the stress they induce, which triggers antioxidative pathways in your body, um, that stress is not unique to those polyphenols. The polyphenols are only one in uh, one catalyst of this pathway. Other catalysts can be thermal, for example. So if you use a sauna, if you have a hot bath, all these things can trigger the same pathways, producing, uh, leading your body to produce antioxidants. So resveratrol, first thing, shown to increase neurogenesis. Blueberries, second thing, shown to increase neurogenesis. Blueberries are also polyphenol-rich foods. Um, numerous studies have shown that there have been uh, neurogenic improvements in mice fed with blueberries. And I'm a great believer in blueberries and berries and fruits in general. Um, I know some people, they don't like the idea that fructose is healthy, but fructose is actually quite healthy if you are healthy. So if you're not healthy and you overconsume of uh, sugar, well, you get those problems we talked about a lot already. But if you have decent metabolic health, 
And also if you're an active person, fructose is great because it directly enters the cell to be converted into energy. And also blueberries helps with inflammation and also has been shown to help against cognitive decline and aging. And these things are all interlinked, right? Because what inflammation does is basically, yeah, chronic inflammation causes cognitive decline and aging. Yeah, and inflammation, chronic inflammation also will um, slow down your neurogenesis. So it's really, really simple, guys. You have to understand if you're healthy and you're metabolically healthy, then your body will have the ability to uh, encounter or produce or act or engage in all these healthy things like cell repair, cell generation, um, thyroid activity, which then produces steroid hormones. So basically... If you have a well-functioning system, it will be very, very healthy and you will grow new neurons and you will grow new skin and muscle cells and you become lean. But if you're not healthy and your body prioritizes survival, then what happens is all these regenerative, anti-aging, anti-inflammatory processes, they are set on hold because your focus, your bodily focus is on survival. And even when you have enough calories you can signal survival states to your body by eating wrong. And that's where high energy nutrition and all our content basically comes into place. We're going to teach you and we are teaching you how to eat for a healthy metabolism and how not to screw up your metabolic rate, which makes you sluggish, low energy and fat with the wrong foods. All right, but enough of that. Nutrition for neurogenesis, we have resveratrol, we have blueberries, now we have omega-3s. Omega-3 fatty acids, especially present in cold water fish, have shown to increase neurogenesis and BDNF levels. So BDNF stands for brain-derived neurotrophic factor and it's basically a growth hormone. Okay. Omega-3s contain DHA and EPA, which makes up approximately 30% of your cerebral cortex. Um, largely your brain consists of saturated fat by the way so but okay i get that omega-3 dha epa it's still important can boost your brain function can increase neurogenesis but now we come to the question where do you get that omega-3 and how can you make sure that you don't get um, too much omega-3 because what is omega-3 well it is a polyunsaturated fat and what does it mean well it's prone to be um, to cause oxidative damage because it peroxidizes in your system. Um, if you heat it up, if you cook your fish, or also your stomach um, temperature, your bodily temperature will cause oxidation. Um, because, you know, omega-3s are great in fish because fish are cold. So omega-3s are great for cold animals. But when we go to mammals... Um, we see saturated fat because saturated fat is stiff, is not liquid, even at room temperatures. And what does that mean? Well, it's more heat resistant and our body is hot. So that's why we are prone to be more consisting of saturated fats and literature shows this again and again. Anyway, I don't want to um, discard the findings that omega-3s are beneficial for your neurogenesis but be aware that you shouldn't overconsume and you should be very, very careful um, of the quality of fats you get. Okay. Next thing is caloric restriction, intermittent fasting. Um, the practice of fasting and reducing food intake 
while avoiding malnutrition, that's a very, very important point, can be effective strategies um, to induce hormetic effects to your brain, improving neurogenesis. Maybe expanding hormetic effects, what's that? Well, hormesis is this nice term describing a positive adaption to stress. So basically, when we are in a sauna and we are encountering heat shock proteins or we are in an ice cold bath, yeah, or we are in the gym, um, we will be stressed out and we will suppress our immune system shortly and our cortisol adrenaline levels will go up. But because it is short-term stress, um, your body... Our bodies will adapt to that stress and come out stronger on the other side, which is very, very beautiful. And this is the concept of hormesis. This is, by the way, also because uh, or why fasting is so efficient and effective. If you do it right, if you starve yourself over a long time, well, again, you will land in the country of low metabolism where you are storing energy in, uh, in forms of fat, your system shuts down, uh, prioritize survival, etc. Now, with that being said, I also want to share some of the things you might want to limit and avoid in order to help your brain grow because they're also neurogenical suppressants. Yeah? And the first one I want to mention here, and it's crazy, yeah? um, the literature is not really on par with that and I was very surprised when I read it, but there have been studies and you can check it out on the blog at highenergynutrition.com, you can read the studies yourself. Caffeine, yeah, good old coffee. Possible um, overconsumption in coffee, high doses of caffeine can significantly depress adult neurogenesis in the hippocampus. Okay, and longer term consumption of caffeine showed slowed hippocampus dependent learning and impaired long term memory. So, what does that mean? Well, too much caffeine is very, very bad for you. Interesting, right? Caffeine is kind of that thing which you have to dose for yourself and it's very, very easy to get addicted to caffeine. Um, you know, my view on drugs is very inclusive. So I know that caffeine is a drug. Same, I know that sugar is a drug because it changes your state. And I'd say caffeine is probably the the amphetamine um, alternative, the legal organic amphetamine of the working class, yeah, if you want to say it like that, or the last generations. Because what does caffeine do to you? Well, it jacks you up, same with sugar. And you are more jacked, you're more focused, so you work more. It's great. Um, but yeah. Be aware that overconsumption of caffeine and high doses of caffeine are detrimental to your brain, to your neurogenesis. Next thing, very, very common, just wanna don't want even want to spend a lot of time, it's, uh, it's alcohol, e ethanol. Um, no surprise, alcohol is damaging to your brain. It's literally poisonous. Um, has to be detoxified by your liver. Yeah, avoid it. And then we come to high sugar. So I know I am promoting or the high metabolism program is not so negative on sugar and calories. Um, then maybe mainstream nutrition is at the moment. Um, but you have to see that all these people who do long-term ketogenic diets, um, they go back to carbs. Yeah, um, Even carnivore people, so people who only eat meat, they start to eat honey um, because you just need carbs. 
Um, your body will break down protein and fats and turn it into glucose and you will have very chronically elevated levels of glucose in your blood. You have a high blood sugar even if you do zero carb or low carb diets and we have seen the blood work of carnivores um, a lot. Famous example is uh, Dr. Sean Baker. Yeah, you can check his Instagram. He publishes blood work and you can just see his um, fasted glucose level is just extremely high. And that's why he started to introduce carbohydrates again into his diet. I hope so, at least. Um, many carnivores have done it. You just have to understand what sugar actually is and how to eat it, when to eat it, what to eat. And then you're going to boost up your metabolism and you're going to be like, whew, be a high metabolism, high metabolic person. Yeah, and that's exactly what high energy nutrition is for. So avoid chronic ingestion of high sugar. Um, there have been some studies um, with newborns which show that fructose is detrimental for newborn hippocampal neurons. Um, it's very interesting. I suggest that, neuro, uh, that newborns probably need a lot of saturated fat uh, mimicking mother milk, but I'm in no way an expert on newborn nutrition. Um, but yeah, next to that, diabetes is linked uh, with suppressed neurogenesis. Um, yeah, we have to see, we basically run into problems when you are living with chronically elevated blood sugar levels. And higher than normal blood sugar levels are linked to cognitive decline, less gray matter to those over 60. Um, but then be aware that if you eat low carb, um, avoid sugar at all costs, <laughs> what does happen? Your blood sugar is chronically elevated. So you're doing exactly what you shouldn't do. Next thing is vitamin B, E, A deficiencies. Okay, I don't want to go too much into depth here. Um, vitamin B is, like there are a lot of vitamin Bs. Yeah, B1, B2, B6, B12. Um, but all of them have something to do with your metabolism and with the way you are um, metabolizing carbohydrates or proteins and basically with that energy cycle. So B vitamins... Um, foundational to your metabolism, to the way you convert energy. Vitamin E, a great antioxidant, and vitamin A, um, uh, great for your immune system, um, has some important functions there. And also vitamin A in combination with um, cholesterol will produce steroid hormones. Very, very important. Any deficiencies in those vitamins will also suppress your neurogenesis. Okay. All right, so we have had some nutritional recommendations here. To summarize, um, things which will boost your neurogenesis is polyphenols. Yeah, but be aware it's plant toxin. So mm -hmm. omega-3s, okay, but be aware it's oxidative probably, uh, causes cell damage. And caloric restriction, intermittent fasting, which out of those four is probably the best thing to, to, to actively practice. Um fasting i wouldn't even go as far as fast every day yeah i don't think it's necessary um especially not if you follow a high metabolism diet high metabolic diet and especially not if you suffer from things like hypothyroidism so if you are already in a low metabolic state if you f continue to fast you will just um, worsen the symptoms you're already having so and a lot of people they don't get that so it's very very important if you just um, didn't listen to anything before, just listen to this.
If you are in a low metabolic state, don't fast. You need to ramp up your metabolism first to be healthy and then you can start fasting. What you can do in order to lose weight is one week just drink salt water and eat nothing. Salt water, maybe some potassium in the water. And this is like a snake juice diet, snake juice fasting. For one week, so you are deep into ketosis, your body goes into autophagy, you clean everything up, you lose that fat, and then you start building up again. But doing something like caloric restriction or intermittent fasting while you're in a low metabolic state uh, just adds fuel to the to the fire you don't have, yeah, the negative fire. You, you you want that fire, you want that metabolism to ramp up to signal your body you're healthy again. You want your fire to shoot up those hormones again, so you can um, produce protective steroid hormones and all those things, which will not happen when you're chronically stressing out your system. So your stress hormones are um, staying elevated. All right. Anyway. Last thing I want to say on the topic of neurogenesis is that exercise is really crazily shown to improve neurogenesis, okay? So luckily, we have this ace up the sleeves, okay? There's very, very strong evidence supporting exercise as one of the best ways to ensure your neurogenesis is supported at every age. Um, on the blog, I also have a picture um, out of a study from Henriette van Praag, Gerd Kampermann and Fred H. Cage in March 1999 in uh, Nature, yeah, world-famous magazine, Nature Neuroscience. And they clearly show that um, runners, in uh, comparison to the control group, have way more neurogenical activity in their brains um, in their study. I mean, it just makes sense. You are increasing blood flow during exercise you are stressing your system you are learning new things you have to balance you have to lift weights i mean it's a no-brainer so exercise guys exercise exercise by the way it's also very very pro-metabolic um so the only way or the only thing um i can think of where you shouldn't exercise is if you are really really deep in that low metabolic hole and Exercise would only stress you out even more. So it will only accelerate that downward spiral. So when you have a really, really low metabolism and you might have Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, um, all these things, you feel tired every day, wake up tired, can't get energy up. Um, you need to start slow. So I'm not telling you to start lifting crazy or running uh, 10 miles. Um, in that case, yeah, um, you should start with walking, walking every day and then build up. But anyway, that's another topic. Um, concluding thoughts about neurogenesis, okay? Neurogenesis is very, very real, okay? Um, I believe that you can train your brain uh, similar that you can train your immune system. And this is by exposure to stress um, inducing hormetic, hormesis or hormetic adaption. Um, and that's why polyphenols work. And that's why exercise work. And that's why um, caloric restriction and fasting works. There's a common thread there, really. And so if you want to stay sharp throughout your life, you need to challenge yourself and you need to be engaged in positive stress. The positive challenges of life. You know, life is a challenge. And what doesn't kill you makes you strong, as an old saying. But it's really true. 
and you might not want to drive yourself to the edge every time. Yeah, I mean, that's when trauma kicks in. Yeah, I mean, phew, tell some um, war survivor what doesn't kill you make you stronger. Well, he survived, but he has trauma deep inside of him. Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, what you want is a controlled, fair amount of stress, but still push yourself a little bit. Okay, I don't. I see people in the gym. Um, just they're not working out. You have to sweat, okay? If you don't break a sweat, you didn't work out. You work in, and that can be good. Yeah, if you start walking um, or you do some stretching, you don't need to sweat. But if you want to work out, stress yourself a little bit. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. All right, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the High Energy Nutrition Podcast. My name is Tim. If you want to have more information about high metabolism, oh man, I have hypothyroidism. Oh man, I'm feeling tired all the time. Well, you are in the right place. Check out highenergynutrition.com. Also check out my Instagram. It's at highenergynutrition. And you will find on the website our nutrition coaching, our products, our courses, um, everything you need to have basically in order to get educated on your health. I mean, what there is a better investment than to be educated on your health? You can not only teach your spouse and your children to be healthy, yeah, but you also are yourself healthy. And when you have more energy, guess what? You are more productive. You can earn more money. You can do more in the gym. You can play with your kids. You are a more happy person. So it's the most important thing. By far, your health is the most important thing. By far. Yeah, ask Steve Jobs if he would have traded his millions and Apple... Um, for not having cancer, okay? Justin, it's crystal clear, and that's why we have high energy nutrition, and our mission really is to revolutionize or at least to evolve the way health is taught because are there any good health coaching programs out there? Probably, but are there health education courses out there which really teach you the stuff you need to know and then you know it and you can do it yourself and you don't need to buy books all the time because oh now that's trendy now that's trendy no 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 no. there are biochemical principles to being healthy and we know them and we teach you them and you are metabolically healthy you will feel better as easy as that and then you can go out and do what you want to do and you don't have to break your head about the newest nutritional trends yeah all right with that i'm signing off thanks so much for listening again and I hope to see you in the next episode at the High Energy Nutrition Podcast. See you. Bye-bye.